Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about Season 8, Episode 16, called Remember the Titans. We start out on a country road. It's night. A truck is coming down uh, the road. The driver is drinking a beer while driving. Good. So that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> we see a sign that says, Entering Great Falls. A man is walking down the side of the road away from the sign. We can see his breath in the cold air. We cut back to the driver. Uh, I think we can all see where this is going. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> He's tired. His eyes keep closing and his head nods. Uh, back to the walking man. We see the headlights approaching him in the background. The man turns around at the sound of the truck. The driver jerks awake and immediately drinks more beer. That's not my go-to after waking up. I know. <laughs> it is for him. Because, yeah. hey, he's probably an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So we cut back to the man walking. Uh, the vehicle is getting closer. The driver nods off again and swerves towards the walker. The walker turns around again and the headlights shine right into his eyes. The driver jerks awake just as the truck hits the walker, who crashes into the windshield with a thud. And then he falls onto the snow-covered ground and rolls a few times. The driver stops his vehicle. He says, oh, God. And he gets out of the truck. Well, maybe you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> he gets out of the truck and walks over to where the man he hit is laying on the ground. He says, oh, God. Hmm. And the headlights shine on the walker's bloody forehead. The driver looks around. He stares at the body for a moment. Then does the wrong thing. And gets and back into his leaves. truck and drives away. <laughs> yep. So we cut to daytime. Uh, the walker's face is now covered with ice. Um, and there's a huge bloody hole in his left side. A large bird. Um, you know, I read that it's an eagle, but I don't remember that bird looking like an eagle. Well, there's difference between bald eagles and then other eagles. Okay. It is an eagle. It is an eagle. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, like, later in the script, like, someone, one of them actually says the word eagle, and I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. I mean, okay. we've got, like, you know, Mirka, bald eagle, you know, yeah. but then there's also other types of eagles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, an eagle is eating and pulling bits out of the hole in his side. Yuck. A cop car approaches, and it stops about 15 feet away from him. The bird continues to feast. <laughs> he's um, like, I ain't worried. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is my flesh. <laughs> I'll eat your liver too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the police officer gets out of his car and the bird finally flies away when the officer slams the car door shut. The officer says, dang it. And he walks towards the body. Uh, we get a close up of the right side of the dead man's frozen face. And then the officer checks the body's pulse. Uh, he walks away and clicks on his radio. He says, Dispatch, 7 Mary 4, you got your ears on? And we hear some static. Dispatch says, Go ahead, 7 Mary 4. The police officer says, I got a hit and run on 89. He's dead. Uh, D E D. <laughs> dead. Dead. <laughs> the dispatch voice says, What's the condition of the body? 
The police officer says, looks like he's frozen solid. Please advise. The man laying on the ground, uh, who's D-E-D, dead, (laughs) suddenly sits up. uh, And we see the police officer walking back to the vehicle, still talking. The officer faces the road sign. um, And when he looks back to the body, it is totally gone. Dispatch says, 7 Mary 4, please hold your position. We'll send an ambulance to your location. The police officer says, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Jazz, what? (laughs) (laughs) And he walks back to where the body was, uh, then walks further off the road following footprints in the snow that lead into some woods. And we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to inside the bunker. It's daytime. Uh, Sam turns away from a sink, drinking a glass of water. He sips the water, then swishes it around in his mouth and spits it back into the glass where it is incredibly bloody. Uh, he holds the glass up to the light and looks horrified. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go full TikTok on that one. Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to the sink and spits out the blood. Uh, he dumps the water into the sink and turns on the tap to flush it down the drain. Dean enters the room. He's holding a cup of coffee. Um, and wearing one of the men of letters bathrobes. <laughs> He's just like stealing all these people's bathrobes. And it's just like, okay, but like. Did you wash it? <laughs> what? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, he walks forward watching Sam while in the background we hear Sam scrubbing the blood out of the sink with the water still flowing. Dean says, what's up with you? And Sam is startled and turns around very quickly. He says, nothing. Why? And he shuts what? up the water. <laughs> Dean says, heard from Kevin? Sam says, uh, no, nothing yet. <clears throat> Dean says, what's it been, like three weeks? What's taking that little brainiac so long? It's a book. He sits down and throws his hands in, his, in the air. He says, read it. Sam says, just a guess, but translating an ancient language with zero help might be more difficult than we think. <laughs> Dean says, so, no word from Cass. Kevin's taking a sweet little time, and you're acting cagey. We need a lead before I start climbing these walls. Mm-hmm. And he drinks some coffee. <laughs> Sam says, well, uh, and he picks a paper up from the desk. He says, in that case, I can give you zombies. And he tosses the paper to Dean, who picks it up. Uh, Sam says, guy gets hit by a car. Um, and we read the article's headline that says, Human Roadkill Turns Zombies. And Sam says, Left for dead overnight, got spilled out all over the road, then he gets up and walks away from it. Dean says, Nothing about brain munching? Sam says, Remember Bobby's wife? She didn't munch on any brains. (laughs) But also, was she? Oh, yeah, I guess she was. Yeah, she was a zombie. Yeah. I was going to say, because I was thinking of, like, possessed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when she, yeah, when she came back. She zombied up later. Dean says, well, who's the witness? Sam says, Montana State Trooper, 20-year vet, checked his pulse, saw his inside spilled out all over the place, pronounced him dead with a capital D. So we cut D-E-D. <laughs> dead. <laughs> We cut to the Impala coming to a stop. Sam and Dean are wearing their suits. Uh, the sign on the Red Brick building, building? <laughs> building in front of them reads, Great Falls Sheriff, Montana State Patrol. 
Uh, we cut to a short time later. A police officer says, um, I think it's the same police officer. I didn't write that, but I'm pretty sure. I don't um, know. <laughs> says, since when uh, have the feds started tracking zombie activity? Dean says, we don't track zombie activity because there's no such thing as zombies. Uh, the brothers are standing in front of the same patrol officer who called him the dead body earlier. <laughs> so I just answered my own question. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> The police officer says, uh-huh. Dean says, why don't you just tell us what you saw? The officer says, well, the article said it all. Dead is dog poop. Guts pecked out. Face frozen. People- Dead is dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he says, people don't walk away from that. Zombies do. <laughs> Dean says, and you don't think something could have dragged him away? The officer says, one set of footprints, no drag marks. Dean says, you didn't go after him? The officer says, that's grizzly country. You couldn't pay me enough to hike those woods, not without a bazooka. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't think any, uh, you know, any handgun's going to do much against a grizzly that's yeah. irritated. Yeah. Uh, the police office, uh, assistant says, uh, Jack, I got something here. And the office assistant calls over to, uh, the police officer, uh, Jack Salmondine. Um, that didn't make any sense. Is Jack the police officer? Must be. Okay. My notes are crazy. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm stumbling around here. You good. Okay. Well, she says, um, I came across the wire from Livingston. And she has a coroner's report on her screen showing the mauled face and upper torso of the dead walker. Um, the police officer, Jack, says, John Doe, presumably mauled by a grizzly. He reads out loud over the office assistant's shoulder and says, holy crap, that's him. Dean says, that's the dead guy? Officer Jack says, dead my ass. That's a zombie, boys. <laughs> and he goes for the coat rack and fastens on his gun belt. Sam says, uh, you know what, Trooper? Why don't you stay here? We'll take care of this one. We need someone to hold down the fort. Officer Jack says, you sure? Dean says, yeah. He wants to do some zombie hunting. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, and if things go all Donna the Dead on us, you'll be our first call. Have we watched that? Donna the Dead. I have. We have not. It's, um, Dawn of the Dead is the sequel to, uh, I'm going to get this all wrong. In my brain, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is a sequel, um, to Night of the Living Dead, and it takes place in, mostly in a mall, and they did a remake of it in the, like, late 90s or early 2000s, and huh. there was a zombie baby. Ooh. Okay, I definitely yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, I remember being upset about the zombie baby. Yeah. Um, police officer Jack says, boys, aim for the head. So we cut to the coroner's office. Sam says, no idea on this guy? The coroner says, fingerprints came up blank, too. Sam Dean and the coroner are standing around the corpse on the metal table, um, which is the corpse of the walker. In case you didn't get that, because I <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> you good. Okay. <laughs> Dean opens the body's mouth, exposing the teeth, uh, looking for vampire fangs. Uh, he looks at Sam and shakes his head no. Sam pulls down the sheet, exposing the right side, where there's the large, bloody bird hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sam says, what's going on down here? The coroner says, liver was eaten. Best guess, it was a bird got at it. Dean says, hmm. Um, so we cut to the coroner's hallway. Dean says, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. Um, they're walking down the hallway, and they stop by the window that looks into the coroner's office where the dead body is. Sam says, yeah, because you wanted to shoot zombies. <laughs> Dean he says, did. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, damn straight I wanted to shoot some zombies. <laughs> Look, man, this is about as open and shut as it gets, all right? Guy gets Mack trucked, goes down for a nap, wakes up, takes a detour into Mama Bear's den, end of story. Sam says, then why would he run? He was injured. The trooper could have helped them. Dean says, I don't know. Shady past? Uh, the corpse suddenly inhales and his eyes open. The damage to his face rapidly disappears while we hear Sam and Dean's conversation in the background. Sam says, Dean, don't guys with a shady past usually have, like, fingerprints on file? Dean says, whatever it was. The guy's dead now, all right? <laughs> the newly- He's like, I- no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with my theory. Yeah. <laughs> The newly revived man sits up as the rest of the marks fade away from his body. Dean says, remember what Bobby said, hmm? Uh, the revived man slides off the coroner's table. Dean says, wood, chip- wood chipper <laughs> beats everything. <laughs> yeah, well, so does grizzly bear. <laughs> the brothers turn towards the window and look into the coroner's office at the now empty metal table. Um, and then Sam and Dean take off running. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Where'd that body go? And we cut to a short time later in the coroner's office. The door is wrenched open. The revived man, draped in a sheet, is shoved through the doorway by Dean with Sam on his heels. Dean is holding his gun to the man's neck. Dean says, you better start talking. What are you? Dean slams the man face first onto the metal table with his gun pressed to his neck. He says, if you say zombie... I swear. <laughs> the man says, what? No, I'm not anything. Dean says, look, two minutes ago, you were room temperature. You're something. <laughs> the man says, look, I don't know what I am, okay? I don't know who I am. All I know is all I do is die. So if you want to shoot me, shoot me. Just promise me you finish the job because I can't take this anymore. I'm like, I am over it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Dean says, all right, get up. Get up, get up. Stand up. And Dean hauls the man up. Sam says, all you do is die? What's that supposed to mean? The man says, Did I stutter? Yeah. (laughs) The man says, once a day, for as long as I can remember. After a few hours, I'm back. Dean says, what are you, like a real-life Kenny? The man says, who? No, my name is Shane. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Dean says, all right, well, listen, Shane, we're not going to find out what the hell you are in here, so you're going to come with us, okay? We're going to run a few tests, make sure everything is kosher. Shane says, tests? So we cut to the boys' motel room. We see Dean cutting Shane's arm as he sits on the bed. Shane uh, is now dressed. He says, seriously, this is FBI sanctioned? (laughs) Dean puts a band down. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Definitely not even a little. <laughs> Dean puts a bandana over the wound, and Shane holds it in place. Sam says, drink, and Sam gives Shane a flask. Shane gives the opening a sniff, and then takes a drink, and hands the flask back to Sam. Dean says, all right, so uh, how long has this dying thing been going on? Shane says, as long as I can remember, but my memory only goes back a few years. 
Dean says, wait, so now you have amnesia? How do you even know your name? Shane says, my real name isn't Shane. It was given to me because, I don't know, people had to call me something. <laughs> Sam says, okay, so then what happened to you? Shane says, got pulled off a mountain in Europe. They said I got caught in the avalanche. I don't remember anything from before the rescue. When I realized my condition, I knew I couldn't be around other people. So I built a little cabin, learned to hunt, kept to myself. Seemed easiest that way. Then a couple pot growers grew nervous with me being so near their crop, and they shot me. Twice. I figured it was time to move on. How about you don't build a cabin near some pot growers? My guess is he was probably there before the pot growers were. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Dean says, right into the grill of that pickup. Shane says, you think maybe I could clean up? Dean says, yeah, man, knock yourself out. So Shane gets up and walks into the bathroom. Dean says, well, he's definitely something. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, but maybe he's not the monster. Maybe he's the victim. Dean says, you thinking curse? Sam says, could be looking for a witch. Yeah, you know what? He's parked here. He's safe. Maybe we should just get another room until we can figure this out. Dean says, all right, but you're the one going full cavity for the hex bag. (laughs) I am not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No one's going butthole splunking. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we cut to nighttime. Uh, Shane is laying down sleeping. We see a shadowy, a shadowy figure close by the bed. It's a woman. She's very pretty. Uh, she's got kind of like this, like, I'm a bitch, but fuck me hairstyle going on. <laughs> <laughs> she's dressed in leather. <laughs> she moves closer and sits down on the bed and runs her fingers through Shane's hair. Kind of like uh, Underworld vibes. Yes. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, Shane jerks awake and grabs her wrist. She looks lovingly at him, and he stares back at her. He says, who are you? The woman says, you don't remember... And she frowns. She gets real pissed real quick. (laughs) She says, never mind. And she raises a blade, ready to stab him. So they fight, and she's thrown onto a sink, and we hear a glass breaking. She hops off the sink and attacks Shane again. Uh, The door opens. Dean walks into the room. He raises his knife and attacks the woman. She dodges Dean and kicks his legs out from under him. Um, So Dean is down, (laughs) but she loses her weapon. Sam is in the doorway. Uh, Her hand comes up, palm towards Sam, and Sam is flung back outside, rolls down the stairs to land in front of the Impala. I'm just glad that Sam... uh, Didn't get knocked out again. Yeah, I was going to say, two things here. Still (laughs) conscious and didn't get flung into a wall. You know? Like, that's a nice change. I know, right? Yeah. Roll down some stairs. Okay. Uh, Back inside, Shane throws the woman into a wall. Uh, She stands there for a moment, looking at her blade on the floor. She steps forward, grabs a blade, and attacks Shane. Shane grabs her arm and flips her and gets the blade away from her. She says, ah! And Shane shoves her against the wall and presses the silver blade into her cheek. Shane says, who are you? And we see Dean getting up, knife in hand. Sam comes back into the room. The woman says, now I'm your worst enemy. She grabs the blade above the hilt, and she and the weapon disappear. Dean says, who the hell is that? (laughs) She poofed. (laughs) Shane says, "Uh, she said that she knew me. Sam says, yeah, how? 
She says, I don't know, but... Uh, I if I knew, I would uh-huh. tell you. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I would like to know as well. <laughs> he says, um, I could have sworn that she was upset that I didn't know her back. Dean says, this is, a, this is a lot more than a curse, man. You got, like, some tiger blood. Where did you learn that kung fu? Shane holds his arm and falls to his knees, gasping. Sam says, uh, hey, buddy, you okay? Shane says, yeah, and he's panting. He says, yeah, I just need a minute. I've never been in a fight my whole life. <laughs> and then he jerks like he can't breathe. Dean says, well, hey, hey, pal. Shane jerks again as if he's having a heart attack, and he falls over. Dean says, hey, are you? Hey, whoa, is he having a heart attack? <laughs> Sam says, do we call 911? Dean says, and tell them what? That the dead guy we stole from the morgue is alive and having a coronary? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Questions will be asked. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so we cut to the morning. Uh, Sam and Dean are sitting next to each other on one bed. Shane, who's still dead, is laid out on the second bed. Dean says, I feel like I'm sitting Shiva. Sam says, well, that's not... Never mind. Um, We need to think. Dean, what do we know of that has Jason Bourne fighting skills, dies a lot, and has a history with violent women. Dean says, I don't know. You? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's not wrong. Yeah. It's not right, but it's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a knock on the door. Uh, They get up. Dean peeks out the window and sees a woman uh, standing on the stoop. He places his gun on his side of the door as he opens it. He says, may I help you? And the pretty young woman stands there. Oh, no, good. There goes my voice. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to drink some coffee. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Seems like it came back. Just had to do a little, you know, frog clearing there. Yeah. Okay. I'm better. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, burp, 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 burp. Um, Dean says, may I help you? And the pretty young woman stands there with an arm wrapped around a child with blonde hair. The woman says, Agent Bonham? Bonham? I think Bonham. Bonham. Yeah. <laughs> Bonham. <laughs> Bonham. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Dean says, and you are? The woman says, this is going to sound really strange, but I'm looking for a corpse that went missing today. She has a newspaper in her hand, and the headline says, Human Roadkill Turned Zombie. Uh, the coroner, she says, the coroner said that you were the last one to see it. I'm Haley. Dean says, uh, this is Agent Jones. And he nods his head towards Sam, who's standing behind him. Sam says, why are you looking for our John Doe? Haley says, well, his name is Shane. At least that's what I called him. Uh, she looks down at her kid and says, I'm the mother of his son. Dean says, hey, and he bends down towards the kid. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> right. He says, why don't you uh, slap me some skin, huh? Haley says, he's shy. And the kid turns into his mother's side. She says, it's okay, Oliver. She can see uh, Shane's corpse laid out on the bed over Dean's shoulder. Dean says, oh, you weren't supposed to see. Haley says, it's okay. She pushes past Dean into the room. She says to Oliver, stay with the nice FBI agents, which, I mean, I guess she thinks they're FBI, so they're trustworthy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, kind of like, wow, that's an interesting choice. I know, just like, <clears throat> here we go, yeah. So she sits on the bed by Shane's side. 
I mean, obviously she's seen weirder. Yeah. Right. You know? (laughs) Dean says, hey, and he walks outside to stand by Oliver. Uh, We cut to a swing set, uh, which is on the motel property. Oliver is slowly swinging. Like, he is really depressed. (laughs) Uh, We see Haley, Sam, and Dean sitting at a picnic table in the background. Haley says, when I was younger, I had friends that wanted to climb this mountain in Europe, and I thought it sounded exciting, so I joined them. Sam says, the avalanche. Haley says, he told you? What else did he say? Sam says, just that he doesn't remember how he got there. Haley says, my friends were gone, and when I found him, his clothes were torn off, his eyes were frozen solid, but he was still alive. I just knew there was something off about him. The way that he would... Dean says, die every day? (laughs) Haley says, (laughs) Haley says, yeah. (laughs) I thought it was from exposure or shock. Maybe he was unconscious. We were both in bad shape, and I know it couldn't have made it I know I couldn't have made it down that mountain if it weren't for him. And when we got to the bottom, we uh, we realized that it had become something else. And we spent the night together. And while we were, you know, he... <laughs> Boffing. Yeah. He had a heart attack. <laughs> Dean says, awkward. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> yeah. Haley says, so I called 911 and they couldn't save him. And I had to go down to ID the body. Sam says, he popped up again, alive. Haley says, I freaked out, and I ran, and nine months later, I had Oliver. I hired a private investigator. I really tried to find him, but when they gave up, I gave up, until a couple months ago. Sam says, now what made you look again? Haley says, the worst thing. Then the motel room door opens, and Shane walks out. Shane says, Haley? Haley says, hello, Shane. She stands and walks over to Shane while gesturing to Oliver. She says, Oliver, come here, honey. Oliver gets off this. I know. This is, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way that this happens. Yeah. It's just like, well, hold on. <laughs> Oliver gets off the swings and runs to Haley. Haley says, I thought it was time you two meet. Shane stares in shock, and she says, this is Oliver. So we cut to a short time later. Dean is leaning against the porch rail, holding a mug. He's watching Shane push Oliver on the swings, uh, with Haley standing um, very close to Oliver's other side. Uh, The door opens, and Sam walks out and down the stairs. Dean says, did you find anything? Sam says, well, uh, looks like we were right about that curse thing. From what I can tell, we're looking at a titan. Dean says, a titan? What is that, like, a god? <laughs> Sam says, more like a proto god, like the gods before the gods. Because <laughs> that makes sense. I know, right? <laughs> uh, he says, they ruled over Greece before Zeus and the rest of the Olympian gods overthrew them. Dean says, okay, so who is this guy? Sam says, best I can tell? Prometheus. Dean says, seriously? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, well, didn't he. He steal fire or something? Sam says, yep. He uh, oceaned 11 to Mount Olympus and stole the flames of Olympia. Dean says, for what? Kicks? Sam says, for us, actually. Zeus decided to revoke humanity's ability to make fire, so we couldn't cook, couldn't stay warm, couldn't see in the dark. Dean says, sounds like a monster's paradise. And this guy made it right for us? 
living in a gangster's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of what just happened. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, and in return, Zeus decided to strap him to that mountain and make him relive death every day. Dean says, damn, every day? For how long? No wonder the guy's hard drive is fried. Did you figure out who uh, Xena wannabe was? Sam says, I'm guessing Artemis, Zeus's daughter. She's been known to carry around weapons like that dagger. They're nasty. They'll kill immortals dead. Dean says, all right. Kill them dead. Kill them dead. (laughs) D-E-D. Dead. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dean says, all right, well, we've never battled a god curse before. Hope we can break it. So we cut to inside the motel room. We see a laptop open to a web page with the headline, Prometheus the Titan. Uh, Shane, Dean, and Sam are seated at the table. Dean says, this is an eagle chowing down on your intestines. (laughs) And he turns the laptop around to show Shane the article. He says, you don't remember that? Shane says, no. Sam says, okay, look, I hate to break it to you, but you are Prometheus. Shane says, well, then the best thing for me is to get as far away from them as I can. Dean says, wait, I'm sorry. You just discovered that you have a seven-year-old son and you want to walk away? Shane says, and I'm a god. And this god and his daughter are hunting me. What chance do I have? Sam says, okay, we're going to help you, but we need a plan first. And we can't come up with one here. Shane says, where are we going? Dean says, someplace safe. So the door opens, and Haley enters, carrying Oliver, who has a bloody gash on his forehead. Um, And he looks unconscious. (laughs) Dean says, what's wrong? Haley says, he fell, and she lays him down on the bed. Dean says, do I need to call an ambulance? Haley says, no, don't. Shane says, he's dying, isn't he? Haley says, I was going to tell you. I just wanted you to have a chance to adjust. Sam says, Wait a second. <laughs> but not really, though, because, like, she literally was just like, Oh, hey, haven't seen you in a while. By the way, here's your son. Not like, here, let me just, like, you know, ease you into this at all. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you want him to adjust. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, wait a second. He has your curse? Haley says, what curse? And, okay, Haley, what did you think was happening? I know. What do you mean, what curse? (laughs) That's pretty obvious. I know, like, something is happening, obviously, that Uh is not explainable, so you're gonna have to just kind of, you know, like, what what else would you think, you know? Yeah. So we cut to Lebanon, Kansas. Uh, We're in the bunker and bedroom. Dean bursts through the doorway, and Shane follows, carrying Oliver. Uh, Haley and Sam follow them. Dean says, just put him right here, and he pats the bed. So Shane puts Oliver down, and Dean says, this curse was put on you. Why the kid? Shane says, I don't know. Haley says, you keep saying curse. What curse? Sam says, how long has this been happening? Haley says, oh, well, I, well, since he turned seven a few months ago. It started with a dying, and then he stopped talking. Sam says, wait, seven? H7 marks one of the first Greek rites of manhood. Dean says, so what? Are you saying the curse is hardwired into his programming? How do you know that? Haley says, look at me. And she turns to Shane. 
She says, I'm sorry that I ran out on you all those years ago. I was scared. I didn't understand what was going on. But we have a child, and whatever you have, he has. I need to know how to stop it. What curse? <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the bunker I mean, library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We cut to the bunker library. Shane, Haley, and Sam are sitting down at tables. Haley says, Okay, so Ollie's dad is a Greek god who has been cursed to die every day by Zeus, and you guys are Ghostbusters. Am I getting this right? Yeah. 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 Dean says, well, you know, due to the fact that your son is currently, albeit temporarily, dead, I'm going to let that one slide. (laughs) Haley says, you have to realize this sounds crazy. Shane says, it's true. I didn't believe it myself at first, but it's the only thing that makes sense. Dean says, look, the faster you wrap your brain around this, the faster we can solve the problem. Haley says, solve the problem? I'm not even sure I understand the problem. Dean says, all right, so the way we usually handle this is we summon the bastard and we work him over until he undoes whatever it is he did. Haley says, summon Zeus. Dean says, yes. Haley says, and if he doesn't want to undo it, Sam says, then we take him out. Dean says, and hopefully the curse dies along with him. Haley says, this can't be happening. And we hear Oliver coughing in the background. She says, this I can handle. And she turns and leaves. Dean says, listen, you can run and hide and die for all eternity. It's your choice. But Sam and I are going to go after Zeus, with or without you. Shane says, I'm in. So we cut to nighttime in the bunker. Uh, Dean opens a book. Sam grabs books from the shelves. Dean sips scotch. Shane pulls a book off the shelf and sits down to read. Dean says, here we go. Sam says, what do you got? Dean says, dragon penis. (laughs) He's quite proud of himself. (laughs) Sam says, what? (laughs) Dean says, ancient Greek hunter by the name of, hmm, Dracopoulos. Dracopolis. Dracopolis, I think. I don't know. There's definitely the word poo in there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a lot of O's. Uh, I think he said Dracopolis. I don't remember. I'm going to go with Dracopolis or whatever. (laughs) Dracopolis? Pretty sure that's definitely not it. (laughs) I like it. So Dean says, uh, near as I can tell, he was a badass whose name, incidentally, is Greek. Dean says, no, 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 I got that. Dean gives Sam the book, and Sam says, thanks, Ace. Dean says, hey. Haley comes back into the library, and Dean says, how's the kid? Haley says, he's fine. And she looks at the three men. She says, oh, please, keep going. Dean says, right, so uh, Dragopoulos <laughs> tangled with Zeus back in the day, and the Men of Letters translated his journal. Shane says, the Men of Letters? Dean says, it's a secret society. This is actually their lair. He's like, I'm awesome, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we're legacies. But no one looks impressed. <laughs> and Dean says, no big deal. <laughs> Sam says, okay, so it says here he summoned Zeus into a trap. And found out how to kill him. Shane says, what's that? Dean says, wood from a tree struck by lightning. Sam says, right. So it says we need two things for the summon. Frozen energy from the hand of Zeus and the bone of a worshiper. Dean says, frozen energy? You thinking fulgurite? Sam says, well, it makes sense. Dean says, all right, 
You get on the web, see if there's any Greeks nearby that are still worshiping the old gods. Sam says, on it. Shane says, what about the wood? Is that easy to find? Dean says, what's a bit of luck? Haley says, oh, wait, uh, this journal just ends. Dean says, what do you mean? Haley says, I mean, how do we know if Draco whatever survived? How do we know Zeus didn't get to him? Sam says, we don't know. Haley says, how do we know this is going to work? Dean says, we never know for sure, but these books, they're, uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> Haley says, so we're hanging our lives on the writing of a dead man who is named after genitalia. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what yeah. is happening. <laughs> Dean says, it's a loose translation. Haley says, experts. <laughs> Sam says, all right, listen to this. Greek pagans, two towns over. Best part, they have an obit page with cemeteries. Dean says, all right, you two are on grave duty. We'll handle the B, we'll handle the B and E. Sam says, we'll be in touch. And Sam and Shane get up to leave. Dean says, hey. And he tosses the Impala keys to Sam, who snatches it out of the air. I was impressed with that. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave. Uh, Haley says, B and E? You mean breaking and entering? What for? Dean says, well, the book calls for Fulgurite. It's a little hard to come by. The last time we needed it, we uh, stole it from a one percenter. Haley says, you do know that Fulgurite is available in crystal shops all over, right? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, really? <laughs> Haley says, yeah, the New Age people, they use it to make cheap jewelry. Dean says, Dean says hmm. So we cut to a Greek cemetery. Uh, we see the Impalas parked right outside the open gates. Sam and Shane are digging up a grave. Shane says, why are you doing this, Sam? Sam says, we need a bone, so I dig. <laughs> Shane says, no, I mean for us. This isn't your problem. You're risking your life. Sam says, why'd you risk yours to steal that fire? Shane says, good question. I wish I could remember. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who the hell I am, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Sam says, trust me on this. It was worth it. You pretty much uh, saved the whole world. Shane says, yeah, I guess. But none of that, none of that means anything unless I can save my son. So we cut to a country road. Uh, the minivan drives around a Take corner. Take me home <laughs> to the place <laughs> I belong. Keep going, please. Nope. <laughs> nope, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so Haley's minivan drives around a corner. Oliver is strapped in place in the back. Uh, Dean is driving. Um, Haley sits in the passenger seat looking worried and chewing on a fingernail. Dean says, listen, I know this all seems a little haphazard. I can't say that word. Haphazard? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> 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 he says, uh, but trust me when I say that me and Sammy have gone in with a lot less and come out on top. Haley says, I believe you. It's just all this. And I'm about to ask Zeus, the Greek god, to help cure my son. Dean says, the thing you got to remember is this is not about asking for his help, okay? He is not your friend. It's about getting him to do what's right. So we cut to a warehouse. Dean places a copper bowl on the floor, then strikes a match. He stands and tosses the match into the bowl. Flames shoot up from the bowl and die down. Shane stands to the side and behind Dean. He's holding a short stake. Haley and Oliver are further to the side. We see the bowl is placed just outside a huge... Uh, sort of devil's trap. It doesn't quite look like a devil's trap. Yeah, like it's different a trap symbols. of some variety. Yeah, yeah, different symbols in there, but yeah. 
um, that's been drawn on the floor. Dean says, stay calm. Everyone looks around. The lights flicker. Thunder rolls. A lightning bolt strikes the bull. Thunder crashes. This is just reminding me of all sorts of different songs. Now I'm thinking uh, of The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. So <laughs> You're just having a musical day. Apparently. <laughs> um, another larger lightning bolt flashes and transforms into a man. Electricity flashes up his arm. He's an older dude, uh, very well dressed in a suit and a tie. He looks at the people around him. He says, Oh, come on now. Can't we do this civilized? Dean says, well, it depends on you. All we need is to break a curse you put on a little kid. Zeus looks at Oliver. Dean says, so how about you say yes, and we can all go home. Zeus says, nice to see you again, Prometheus. All cleaned up. I've been looking for you. Shane says, it's gone too far, Zeus. Break the curse. Zeus says, it's your child who has the affliction. Interesting. Dean says, so what's it going to be? The easy way? Or we could do this the hard way. Zeus says, break the trap, dear man, and I'll break the curse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dean, right. <laughs> no one's going to fall for that. No. <laughs> Dean says. We were not born yesterday. <laughs> he might not remember who he is, but he's still smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dean says, no dice. Fix the kid. Zeus says, going once. Dean says, don't be that guy. Zeus says. Going twice? Dean says, hey, you can rot here for all I care. Zeus says, yes, and the child will continue to suffer. And they all stare at each other. Dean finally says, let's roll. And he turns and walks away. Sam and Shane follow. Haley stands there with her arms wrapped around Oliver. Zeus looks at Haley. He says, he needs me, and you know it. Girlfriend, move on. (laughs) Haley keeps looking at Zeus, then looks at Shane, Dean, and Sam walking away. She says, no, <laughs> and she runs to the devil's trap and breaks the line with her boot, like a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Dean says, Haley, no. <laughs> Haley says, now save my son. Zeus says, what do you say? And he steps out of the devil's trap. Lightning bolts shoot out at Shane, Dean, and Sam, knocking them all back hard. Zeus says, shall we try this the hard way? And he laughs like a crazy asshole. Because <laughs> he is one. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so Zeus looks at Shane, Dean, and Sam writhing on the floor. He turns to Haley and says, Bring forth the child, please. Dean gets up. Uh, he has a stake. Sam gives him a nod. Dean, Sam, and Shane stalk up behind Zeus. But suddenly, Sam and Dean are tossed back into a cement wall. Of course, they're tossed into a fucking wall. <laughs> Go figure. Good God. <laughs> Get a new move. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, we see the leather-clad woman, Artemis, with her fuck-me hair. Um, her hands are up, palm out, holding them in place. Dean says, balls! <laughs> Zeus says, I trust you've met my daughter. Dean says, Haley, don't do it. Zeus says, this is the son of Prometheus. And Artemis and Shane share a look. Uh, Zeus says, and he's cursed to suffer death every day. I must admit. I could never have conceived such a horrible fate for such a beautiful child. Just goes to show, we must all leave room for happy accidents. Haley says, what does that mean? I don't understand. <laughs> like, um, asshole? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus says, tell me, has Prometheus experienced the child's death yet? <laughs> Haley gives a nod. Zeus says, how did he take it? Did he hurt? Haley nods again. 
And Zeus says, I would have just been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> because clearly that's what he wants. That's you what know? he wants. Yep. <laughs> Zeus says, good. And he points his fingers at Shane, who falls to his knees um, and is attempting to breathe. Zeus says, imagine a thousand children all dying in unison. Zeus holds him there with his fingers still extended. He says, only then would you understand my pain. But we can't always have what we want. So he looks at Oliver and says, one will have to do. Haley says, no. And she shakes her head. Zeus clenches a fist and Haley grabs her throat like she's choking. Artemis looks a wee bit upset. Zeus, just slightly, though. Yeah, not, not enough, just but a, just slightly. A little bit. Not quite down. Yeah. yeah. Zeus says, I have a special job for you, my little friend. And he kneels down in front of Oliver and strokes the side of Oliver's face. Uh, Haley can breathe again. Zeus says, Artemis. And Artemis walks to where Sam and Dean are still held against the cement wall. Artemis says, move. And Sam and Dean are freed. We cut to a hallway in the warehouse. Artemis is escorting Sam and Dean down the corridor. Sam says, so, do you know who this is, Dean, walking us to our desk? Dean says, don't know, don't care. <laughs> Sam says, it's our god, Artemis, the goddess of hunters. Dean says, oh, that's fascinating. Sam He's says, like, I could care less, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, see, she's who we pray to for courage when hunting the Gorgon or the Minotaur. Dean gives Sam the stink eye for the before-death-by-goddess history lesson. <laughs> Sam says, of course, she's not really worship-worthy anymore, you know, having lost a step and all. <clears throat> Artemis waves her hand, and Sam and Dean are slammed face-first into the wall and held there. She says, the hell I have! <laughs> Dean says, really, Sam? His face is mashed against the wall. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> he says, trash-talking a god? Seriously? <laughs> So we cut back to Zeus. We see Shane still kneeling on the floor and still having tr trouble breathing. Zeus is still taunting him. He says, so let's see if we can make up for seven years of lost time. Zeus clenches a fist and lightning encases his hand. Zeus slams the ball of lightning right into Shane's stomach. Haley, no. yeah. Haley hides Oliver's face from the torture. Shane, uh, who is screaming, is standing up. Uh, the lightning still burning into his abdomen. Zeus is enjoying himself, because he's a rat bastard. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the boys. Sam says, still at full power? He's taunting Artemis, while still pressed against the wall. Still. <laughs> Sam says, really? Then why did it take you seven years to track down Prometheus? Artemis says, he was hiding. Sam says, hiding from you? So the god of hunters couldn't find a shack A guy in that wasn't trying to hide? Either. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't find a shack in Montana? <clears throat> Maybe it's that you didn't want to find him. And she slams Sam again. Dean says, good, Sam, you're doing great. <laughs> Sam says, your dad's going to kill that kid, you know? Artemis says, don't worry, he'll come back. And she strokes Sam's cheek with her blade and says, unlike you. Sam says, he was in love with you, you know? He told us. She removes her blade and looks uncertain. She says, you lie. Sam says, okay, sure, yeah, believe whatever you want. So we cut back to Zeus. Zeus says, no, 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 no. And he backhands Shane and keeps punching him. He says, don't pass out on me just yet. I'm only getting started. We cut back to the boys. We can hear Shane's screams in the distance. Artemis looks skeptical. She says, what did he say to you? Sam says, this wasn't the first time he escaped that mountain. 
and that you let him go free as long as you could hide your little old tryst from the old man. Artemis says, the hell he said, his brain is mush. Sam says, oh yeah, then how did I know? What, have you spilled it to anyone? Homer? Hesiod? Her Herodotus? I said that right. Right, I know. <laughs> Sam says, of course not. You were afraid Big Daddy would find out that you fell for the person he hates most in this world. Of course, when he saw the zombie article, it kind of forced your hand, and you had to come hunt him down no matter how much it hurt. You know what? Go ahead. Kill us. And let your father slaughter that boy. Over and over again. That won't leave a mark. <laughs> so they cut back to Zeus. He says, you like being an immortal, don't you? And he's kneeling in front of Oliver again. He says, oh, sure, you die every day, but nothing can keep you dead. Zeus looks over at Shane, who's laying on the ground, and says, it's almost like taking a little nap. All your cares and worries disappear for a little while. Well, it's sleepy time, my dear boy. Artemis is suddenly there. She says, this has to stop, father. And we see Artemis with her bow and arrow pointed at Zeus and Sam and Dean behind her. Zeus says, stop, I'm only just getting started. Artemis says, you've done enough. Zeus says, I'm doing this for us, for our kind. He's the reason we're here and not ruling the world. He's the reason they've forgotten all about us. Artemis says, let them go, all of them. Zeus says, I am your father, and you will obey me. Artemis says, you were once my father. Now you're someone else. And she fires the arrow, and Zeus grabs Shane as a shield. Uh, the arrow hits Shane right in the middle of his torso, which made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus says, I never get tired of watching you die. And Zeus, holding Shane up, says it right into his ear. He says, your boy is going on the mountain. Shane looks at Oliver and Haley, and Zeus laughs. Shane grabs hold of the arrow's shaft and forces it out through the back of his body so that Zeus, who is standing very close, is impaled too. Lightning, oh, <laughs> Lightning flashes uh, surrounding both of them, and they both fall to the ground dead. Artemis pulls her bow down on the floor, puts her bow down on the floor. <laughs> she walks and then runs over to the bodies, kneeling down by Shane, who is lying on top of Zeus. She pulls the arrow out, it's covered in blue light that changes to blood, but she tosses it aside. She takes one of her father's hands and then one of Shane's hands and looks at Haley. She releases Shane's hand, and we hear a whoosh sound, and Artemis and Zeus are gone. Shane is left lying on the floor. So we cut to the woods at night. Dean flicks his lighter open and places his flame against some wood. Uh, fire engulfs the body wrapped in a sheet and laid out on the wooden pyre. He walks back to Haley. They both stand there watching the body burn. Haley says, I'm sorry. And Dean puts his arm around her, which was sweet. Yeah. You don't see Dean, like, physically comforting people very often. Not usually, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sam is standing some distance away, and we can see the flames in the background. Oliver is sitting at the back of the minivan with the door open. Sam walks over and sits down next to him. Sam says, you know what? How about we go get some ice cream sundaes? Oliver says, no, which is the first time he's spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Not a word out of yep. this kid. <laughs> he says, I'd like to stay. So we cut to the boys and the Impala driving down the road. Dean says, well, here's to that crazy little wild card called love. And he hands a burger to Sam. He says, how did you know Artemis had the hots for Prometheus anyway? 
Sam says, intuition. Uh, luck. Dean says, yeah, well, whatever it was, it worked. Pretty much. At least the kid's all right. Sam says, you know, I'm starting to think maybe I was being naive. Dean says, what are you talking about? Sam says, when I said that I could just will myself into coming out of these trials unscathed. Dean says, no, no, no. Stop with the sullen emo crap, all right? That's, you're not going to die like Prometheus. Sam says, how do you know, Dean? Bobby, Rufus, not Prometheus? You think any of them chose death? No. The life chose for them. Dean says, yeah, well, you promised, okay? You promised to live a long, Clark Griswold life full of prostate exams and colonoscopies, all right? Sounds awful. You're not welching on that deal. Not on my watch. If you die, it's going to be because of something normal. Sam says, like a heart attack? And he looks down at his burger. Dean says. <laughs> yes, now eat. <laughs> Dean says, exactly, yeah, eat your burger. You can't kill yourself, but I can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the bunker. Uh, Dean slams his bedroom door shut and tosses the jacket to the side, sits down on his bed and looks upwards. He says, Cass, you got your ears on? Listen, you know I'm not one for praying, because in my book, it's the same as begging. But this is about Sam, so I need you to hear me. We are going into this deal blind, and I don't know what's ahead or what it's going to bring for Sam. Now, he's covering pretty good, but I know that he's hurting, and this one was supposed to be on me. So for all that we've been through, I'm asking you, you keep a lookout for my little brother, okay? He looks around and doesn't see Cass <laughs> and shakes his head. He says, where the hell are you, man? And credits. <laughs> okay, so I really don't have any thoughts on this episode other than I don't remember it at all. <laughs> like, I think this is one of those that, like, I just full on, like, as I was watching it through the first time, I must have just missed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like. That's funny. <clears throat> I remember vaguely this episode like I remember that like like there was this dude who like kept dying but that's it that's what I remembered yeah yeah I didn't remember any of it yeah <laughs> but yeah um uh yeah other than that like that would it would it would suck to have to die over and over and over again and yeah. not actually get to stay dead, you know? Because yeah. most of the time, you're not going to, like, I don't know. You're not going to die in a good way, you know? <laughs> so, what is dying in a good way? <laughs> in your sleep. <laughs> okay. You know, like, yeah. or, you know... I don't know. Yeah, like, pretty much to me, like, the best way to die and the way that I hope that I go is just out in my sleep, you know? Yeah. We're like, okay, but if you're cursed to die every day, they're not gonna just let you die in your sleep every no. day. You don't just get to have a really good, like, nighttime, you know? Like, yeah. it, this is like, well, there's gonna be a reason that you die every day, and mm -hmm. if something doesn't kill you, gonna have a heart attack, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. That would be horrible. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's that's really the only thought. That I have. Um, what? Wait. What? You're gonna ask me what my favorite moment is, and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> do you want me to do mine first? Yeah. Okay. I just need a moment to think. You know what? I had a favorite moment. 
like before we started the episode and I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And, you know, I'll go over it and, mm-hmm. and I remember you know. it again. Yeah. No, I have nothing. <laughs> well, my favorite part of the episode um, was uh, <laughs> when Sam was like, what you got? And Dean's like, dragon penis. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite moment. It was the dragon penis. I yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That and when Dean was like balls when they got like pushed against the wall or whatever because mm-hmm. it was just kind of like oh funny you know? know. But yeah, yeah. That that was it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Me too. Dragon penis. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> oh, so this wasn't. So we're going into interesting facts, but this was just me being a curious nerd because when they burned the body at the end, which I'm guessing is Prometheus. Yes. Okay, because, like, they didn't say who he was at all during the episode, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to guess that this is probably who it was, but, like, thing is, is he dies all the time, so how are we supposed to know he I was think... going to stay dead? <clears throat> I mean, I guess just because the arrow, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's, like, a special, like, you know, God-killing arrow. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because he said that she had a bunch of, like, things that could kill gods. Um... But when they lit the body, it turned green. Like, the flames were green. And I, so oh. I was like, why are they green? You know, yeah. like, what causes them that. to be green? Um, and so I looked it up, and it's the presence of copper. Oh. So whatever they did for the show to burn it, there was copper involved that yeah. they were burning. Okay. Which is why it turned green. Seems like breathing in copper smoke. Is a bad idea? Probably. But it I would assume that it's not something that they're like burning down. It would just be like on fire for a few minutes and mm-hmm. then they put it out, you know. So oh I was gonna say, what do they do with Zeus's body? But Artemis like took it away. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm sure that they have some sort yeah. I don't know. I I don't think we're supposed to really care too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but anyways, other than that, the interesting facts. Um, it says, Dean comments that Shane is like a real-life Kenny. Um, this is a reference to the show South Park, for, which started in 97, in which a running theme in the show is that one of the main characters, Kenny, is killed off in each episode, but returns to life in the next episode. Yeah. Have you ever watched that show? I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it here and there, but I haven't, like, watched it. When I was uh, a senior in high school, I didn't really watch the show ever, um, but I was um, dating this guy, and um, he liked the show, and the movie came out um, Mm -hmm. on, like, DVD, Mm -hmm. and he really wanted to watch the movie because he hadn't seen it, so, um, and his dad watched the show with him, Mm -hmm. I remember. His dad was a very nice, you know, happy man, Mm -hmm. Um, and so the three of us were like, well, let's watch the movie, right? Let's do it. And, um, it was a bad idea. Like, <laughs> there's one moment, um, that stands out to me where, um, uh, one of the boys, I can't, one of the kids, I can't remember their names, um, has this crush on a girl and is talking to the chef of the school and, um, mm-hmm. is like, you know, like, I like this girl, like, what do I want to do? And, and the chef is like, well, that's easy. All you need to do is find the clitoris. Oh, my God. And uh, one of the oh, other kids goes, geez. is that like finding Jesus? <laughs> 
And I was mortified, yeah. you know, that they yeah. said clitoris, and I was yeah. sitting in front of my boyfriend's dad. Yeah, you know? like, ah, I, I was like, know. where do I look? Where do I look? Yeah. I don't know. I and can't then, look at the TV. I can't look at anybody else. I'm just gonna pretend I'm dead, you know? Like, and then later in the movie, <laughs> there is a giant walking clitoris. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, why am I so, not surprised? Yeah. That's probably why I have never watched South Park, really, because, like, if it would have been on while I was living with my parents, mm-hmm. oh, no. no way yeah. I would have watched that. If one thing would have been, like, little off-color, it would have been like, what are you watching? You yeah. know? <laughs> so, like, yeah. And I didn't have TV up until just recently because I didn't need it, you know? Mm-hmm. I still don't need it, but... I've got it now, (laughs) but I don't watch, you know. I do want to say that um, a couple years later, after graduating high school, I had this group of friends, and for some reason, we watched that movie every single day for months. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny movie. (laughs) I mean, but like... No one's dad was with us. Yeah, that's true. So, um, (laughs) So, like... I can recite it. (laughs) (laughs) And so then later on, like years later, my dad discovered South Park and was Mm -hmm. like, I love this show, you know? I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, I think there's a movie. And I was like, there's a movie. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta get it somehow. I was like, you can borrow mine. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, but dad. There's a giant clitoris. Like, <laughs> like just be warned. Like, yeah. I don't know if you want to watch it with your wife. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> this might be a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely have not seen that. <laughs> um... It says, when a state trooper radios in to report finding the body, he uses the unit ID 7 Mary 4. I'm on a television show, Chips. From 1977, uh, 7 Mary 4 was the unit ID for Officer Frank Poncherello, um, played by Eric Estrada. Okay. Never heard of any of it. As Sam and Dean sit by Shane's body in the motel, Dean remarks, I feel like I'm sitting a Shiva. Um, a Shiva, um, which is Hebrew for seven, in Judaism is a seven-day mourning period during which the first-degree relatives of the deceased are gathered at one home to mourn and receive visitors who come to comfort them, usually while sitting on low chairs or on the ground, hence sitting a shiva. Um, but a Jewish shiva starts immediately after burial and not while the body isn't buried, as it was in this scene. Okay. So. Um... It says, Sam and Dean use the aliases Bonham and Jones, um, a reference to John Bonham and John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. That'd be really confusing to have two Johns in a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says, this episode's title is from the Denzel Washington movie Remember the Titans from 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode, they reference zombies a lot. Uh, the guy's name that keeps dying is Shane. Shane is a character from the popular TV show The Walking Dead. Um, that started in 2010, which is a show about zombies. Um, it says, Zeus says to Artemis, I am your father, which is reminiscent of the famous line in Star Wars, episode five, or four, four, V. V is five. Five, okay. I'm like, wait, (laughs) I know this. (laughs) (laughs) The Empire Strikes Back from 1980. Um, 
And then it says, when Shane is seen dead on the side of the road in the beginning as a police car approaches, a bird is seen pecking into his abdomen. Um, this fits in with the character being Prometheus, as Zeus set an eagle to eat his liver, which would grow back each night, and next day they begin the torture anew. Uh, sounds awful. Why, why is liver? <laughs> Your liver? Yeah, why Why is why did he choose his liver to be eaten? I don't know. I mean, your liver's pretty big. Mm-hmm. So maybe because it's one of the bigger organs, like, it would take longer to eat it and take okay. longer to die, I would assume. Ugh. Like, that's all I could figure, because, like, your stomach isn't that big, you know, like, unless they were eating, your like, your lungs, you know, mm-hmm. like... At least in the lower half of your abdomen, I think your liver is probably the biggest thing that exists okay. there. So, you know, the more I know the mer- about organ size. I mean, I don't know a lot, but I vaguely remember because I've been well. <laughs> so the reason that I know this is because I have dissected a cat and. Not just on my own, folks, but, like, for a class, you know. (laughs) And then I went into a cadaver lab um, when I was uh, in school, and um, we got to kind of, like, look at different things and, like, hold a brain and, Mm -hmm. you know, just look, poke around. And so, um, yeah, livers are big compared to, you know, everything else in there. Hmm. So, at least from what I remember. I could totally be wrong. Don't quote me on any of this, but I'm pretty sure the liver's the biggest thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so our research uh, from this episode is off of whoops is off of WorldHistory.org. It's on Prometheus. Cause weird. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, It says, in Greek mythology, the titan Prometheus had a reputation of being something of a clever trickster, and he famously gave the human race the gift of fire and the skill of metalwork, an action for which he was punished by Zeus, who who ensured every day that an eagle ate the liver of the titan um, as he was helplessly chained to a rock. So he was alive. Like, this one, at least the eagle was, like, eating his liver after he had already died. Like, no, this one is, like, it sounds like this is what causes his death, is his liver being eaten every day. Yeah. Sounds awful. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, It says, Prometheus, meaning forethought, um, was one of the ringleaders of the battle between the Titans and the Olympian gods led by Zeus to gain control of the heavens, uh, a struggle which was said to have lasted ten years. Prometheus did, however, switch sides and support the victorious Olympians when the Titans would not follow his advice to use trickery in the battle. I mean, like, you want to win, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and what does he mean by trickery? Like, okay, lying, oh, let's make them think that we're over here and sneak up on them over there. And they're like, no, we have to just face them head on. Like, That's just, like, basic you, strategy. Yeah, yeah, like, to me, that doesn't seem like trickery. Like, yeah. how would you trick somebody well, in battle? Well, if he's some sort of god, maybe he has some, like, magic powers, Yeah, you know, and can trick with those, you know? Maybe I it's guess. that kind of thing. But still, like, it's the Olympians and the Titans, they all have powers. That's so, true, like, yeah. how is that any, you know, I right. don't know, I would assume that you just use what you can use to win. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it just sounds weird. I don't get it, but that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so it says, according to Hesiod's um, Theogony, Prometheus's father was 
Oh, I, Iapetus? <laughs> it's I-A-P-E-T-U-S. Sounded like you said impetus. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 Iapetus? I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, his mother was Clamine, um, or Themis in other versions, and his brothers were fellow titans, Epith- oh, Ep- Epimetheus, um, afterthought or hindsight, which is the meaning of his, you know, name, um, Minotius and Atlantis, or not Atlantis, <laughs> Atlas. <laughs> I got Atlantis stuck in my brain still from the other episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says one of Prometheus's sons was, oh Lord, Duke Decalion, an equivalent of Noah, who survived a great flood by sailing in a great chest for nine days and nights, and who, with his wife, Pura, um, became the founder of the human race. Uh, it says, in some traditions of the creation of humanity, Prometheus made the first man from clay, whilst in others, the gods made all creatures on earth, and Epithemius, or no, Epimetheus, <laughs> And Prometheus were given the task of endowing them with gifts so they might survive and prosper. Um, Epimetheus liberally spread around um, such gifts as fur and wings, but by the time he got around to man, he had run out of gifts. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That's why we suck. (laughs) (laughs) We don't got wings. (laughs) Um. So it says, um, Prometheus's crime. It says, feeling sorry for man's weak and naked state, Prometheus raided the workshop of, oh boy, Hephaestus and Athena on Mount Olympus and stole fire. And by hiding it in a hollow fennel stalk, he gave the valuable gift to man, which would help him in life's struggle. The Titan also taught man how to use their gift, and so the skill of metalwork began. Um, he also came to be associated with science and culture. In a slightly different version of the story, mankind already had fire, and when Prometheus tried to trick Zeus into eating bones and fat instead of the best meat during a meal at Mount Olympus, Zeus, in anger, took away fire so the man would have to eat his meat raw. Uh, Prometheus then stole the fire, as in the alternative version. Um, this also explained why, in animal sacrifices, the Greeks always dedicated the bones and fats er, and fat to the gods and ate the meat themselves. Um... So, for the punishment of Prometheus, it says Zeus was outraged by Prometheus's theft of fire, and so gave the Titan an eternal punishment by having him taken far to the east, perhaps to Caucasus. I think so. That's how you say that. I don't know. Um, Here, Prometheus was chained to a rock, or pillar, and Zeus sent an eagle to eat the Titan's immortal liver. (laughs) Even worse, the liver regrew every night, and the eagle returned each day to perpetually torment Prometheus. Uh, fortunately for man's benefactor, but only after many years, the hero, Hercules, when passing one day during his celebrated labors, killed the eagle with one of his arrows. Um, in the Greek poet Hesiod's Works and Days, um, we are told that Zeus punished man for receiving the fire by instructing Hephaestus to create the first woman, Pandora, from clay, and through all of her negative aspects of life would befall, er, and all, wait, and through her, all the negative aspects of life would befall the human race, um, toil, illness, war, and death, and definitely, or definitively separate mankind from the gods. Uh, Prometheus was worshipped in Athens, particularly by potters, <laughs> odd thing, but um, who of course needed fire in their kilns, um, and there was an annual torch race held in the gods' honor. 
Um, Prometheus first appears in Greek art in a 7th century BCE ivory from Sparta and on Greek pottery from um, 600 er, around 600 BCE, um, usually being punished. <laughs> the myth of Prometheus and his terrible punishment by Zeus was the theme of tragic poet... Oh, Lord. Aeschylus's <laughs> Prometheus Bound. These are hard names. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Prometheus. Wow. That sucks. Kind of had a awful little go of it there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zeus is just like a great big bag of dicks. I mean, like, you never hear that like, oh, he did something nice for somebody. Or... No. I mean, anything that I've ever heard about Zeus has never been good. Yeah. You know, like, he's just kind of awful. Yes. <laughs> God. Pretty darn awful. Um, so what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay, well, I know that previously, like some months ago, I told everybody that I had this, um, this condition called tardive dyskinesia, which makes me stick my tongue out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, just like health update, <laughs> uh, it's progressed. Yeah. Um, and now I like nonstop, like morning to night, chew on air. Mm -hmm. Um, like I don't like chew hard or anything. Yeah. You know, sometimes I do, I guess. But yeah. Um, but it's just like a nonstop chewing. I can't, I can't control it. Like if I think about it, it'll stop. Mm -hmm. But then, like, less than a minute later, it starts again. Yeah. You know, even when I'm thinking about it, like, mm -hmm. I'll just start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as far as, like, the symptoms of this um, condition go, like, that's pretty doable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I get, it just looks like I'm chewing gum to everybody, you know? Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's better than a lot of the things that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, the problem, the main problem with it is that Eric has that thing, I don't really know what it's called, but um, <laughs> where he can't stand the sound of someone chewing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're having a hard time. <laughs> like, quit chewing! Yeah, and like, like when he's eating, it's yeah. okay if other people are making chewing sounds, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, but... When he's not eating, he just, like, he's got, like, this, like, like, he can handle it for, like, an hour, mm -hmm. and then he's, like, you need to go into the other room. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, like, God, like, I don't know what to do about it, you yeah. know? Like, I can't, I, I can't control it, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not mad at me yeah. in any way, you know? Yeah. He, like, completely understands, but yeah. he, you know, it just, like, it's... makes his blood pressure rise. Yeah, and, it's still, you know? like, a, like it's like almost like a pet peeve sort of, yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just, which those don't generally go away. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not like he's going to be able to change it. He has yeah. no control over how he feels you yeah. know, about that or how it makes him react, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. You have your like mouth guard or whatever. Yeah. And that for helps me. You know, while I'm sleeping, um, I get, I mean, I wear it, I, I put it in my mouth like an hour or two before I go to bed just mm -hmm. to like give my jaw a fucking break, mm -hmm. you know? 
because it's just been like, yeah, so, um, but, um, it, it's still, you know, I, I can't wear it during the day. The one that I have like mm-hmm. is too big for my mouth. Oh. And so I can't close my mouth. And so yeah. I drool. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so put a bib. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like my like third attempt at making a mouth guard and it's like the best I've done. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, do you just get those little like kit things or yeah, Walgreens yeah. or something? I, or, could, yeah. I suppose I could like pay the dentist to do one properly for me, but I don't yeah. know how much those cost, you know? A lot. Depending really? on your insurance. Okay. But still, like when I went to go and well, I was going to go and get one. Here's a <laughs> this is frustrating. So the almost said the vet that I saw. No, because I didn't <laughs> see a vet. The dentist that I saw. Um they, I, it was really tricky to get into them because they were only open on the days that mm-hmm. I worked um, and my work wouldn't let me take sick time mm-hmm. to go to the dentist and they wouldn't, so they wouldn't, essentially they wouldn't let me go yeah. unless I didn't get paid and they weren't going to let me take unpaid time off. Uh, so I could never so go to the annoying. dentist, you know? Um, which, <laughs> screw you guys, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Anyways, and so at one point, I finally end up going in, and um, I was talking to the front desk, because they're like, oh, you should maybe get a mouth guard, you know, because I'm a clencher. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am a clencher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there are teeth marks in my retainers. Um, not the ones that are supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I was like, okay, so, like, how much would it cost? And at this point, I had two insurances, right? Okay. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, this insurance will cover so much, and this insurance may or may not cover any of it. Like, we'll get back to you, but it'll probably be around, like, four to $600. What? Yeah. And I was like, what? You know, like, holy who shit. in the hell? <laughs> like, it's a piece of plastic, folks. Yeah. You know? So, That's I don't know. Amazing. That could totally be wrong. Now, you know, like, it's very possible that they do it differently now or whatever, Mm because this was, like, a long time ago. Well, Um, I met a couple, like, groups in, on, like, social media for this condition that mm -hmm. I have, you know, just to, like, you know, solidarity and, you know, know, and just, like, hear everybody else's, you know, what they do for Mm -hmm. their symptoms and stuff. And a couple of them have um, talked about mouth guards and... Um, that the ones from dentists are incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, ridiculously yeah. expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, that doesn't sound like something I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could get what, like, how much are the ones at, like, Walgreens? Like, 20 bucks, something like that? Yeah, like, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. yeah. So, like, eh. <laughs> it's yeah. probably the just better one, to go is, through those. Yeah. Like, the first one I had, I, like, like, woke up one morning and I had bitten through it completely yeah you know mm-hmm. so I'm like really trying not to do that yeah with this other one yeah um, it came with like the kit I got came with like three regular ones which mm-hmm. is the ones that I use that are still big for my mouth mm-hmm. and three like perkers yeah you know, <laughs> uh, which are huge and I was yeah. like oh like I can't bite through this like yeah. <laughs> I'll make one of these and yeah. I just like it, like, most of it sticks out of my mouth. It's so big. You yeah. Know, I'm just like, I can't probably sleep like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I try not to annoy my husband. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I don't know. At some point, he's probably going to 
get used to it and be able to ignore it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, at some point it's just going to become background music, you know? Like, yeah. You know? Like, right. <laughs> it could, like, it could progress more. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I barely ever stick my tongue out now. Like, mm-hmm. really occasionally when I'm concentrating. Like, mm-hmm. it usually only happens when I poop now. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> A lot of concentration. <laughs> you know progress and mm-hmm. um and which I think the next step it sounds like from what I've read I don't know you know if it goes like that in steps yeah. you know what I mean yeah but um it's like facial grimacing mm-hmm. which um would suck uh because yeah that'll make it hard to work probably yeah you know but um but if that happens I probably will stop chewing you know in theory, yeah. It, it seems it seems to be the way it's going. You kind of just do you know? one at a time. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if everybody's that way. I don't know. So who knows? Yeah. And who knows if it'll even like stick around? That's the thing. Like it might. It might yeah, not. Yeah, it know, might go away. Know? I I hope to God it goes away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there are two medications that I could take for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I've talked to my doctor, um, who like handles like my anxiety medication and you know is the one who prescribed me the medication that gave me this condition mm-hmm. you know about these two medications that can help it mm-hmm. and um she's like oh they're really expensive like your insurance isn't going to cover it and I'm like but how do you know like can't you just like prescribe it and yeah and, and then what and then we'll see and then I could always go to the pharmacy and they're going to be like it's going to be this much and I can go never mind you know right, like, right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so she she said that there um there's only one of the medications in this state mm-hmm. and it's at one pharmacy in western huh. Washington but Again, so like, don't where would you have to drive? To... Well, I'm pretty sure that pharmacies like transfer to each other. Not from what I know. Oh, that's what I thought. That like Mm-mm. they can do that. No, I mean, there's been times I think in the past where we've had to go and get medications, and they're like, we don't carry this one. You have to go somewhere else. Huh. So, okay. Well then, I would yeah. assume that you would have to go to wherever it was that they do. Did they tell you where it was? She didn't say no. Oh. Yeah. Well. I mean, hopefully it would be. Mm-hmm. The last time I talked to her, she was like, well, I'll just go ahead and prescribe one and we'll see what happens. And I was like, great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I heard nothing back after that. Yeah. And this has been like two months now. Like I haven't heard You're from like, her. Hey, my pharmacy so never am I going to yeah, like. Yeah. My pharmacy never like contacted me about it, which mm-hmm. they would have if. They had a prescription to fill. You exactly. Know? Even if my insurance you know, wouldn't cover it, mm-hmm. they would have still contacted me about that, you Yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So, because they've done that with other things before, so. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on. I would send an email. Okay. And <laughs> be like, hey, so, uh, I know we talked about this, but still nothing has happened. Yeah. Like, what gives, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, Because right. I am chewing, like, all the time I, now. Yeah. And I'm driving people nuts, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. Yeah. <laughs> what's your itch or ass moment? Um, so mine, I took, so Ahsoka is very, very attached to Toby. That's good, right? No. <laughs> oh. 
It's one thing, like, you want them to get along, but you don't want them to be, like, unhealthily attached to each other, right? Because then you try and take them away and they're gonna, like, start acting up and, like, just bad manners, you know? Like, you don't need to be attached to, like, you need to be able to think that, like, okay, we're going out and we're gonna do something. They'll be there when I get back, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna take just Ahsoka in the trailer, out to, you know, the arena that's, like, 10 minutes from her house mm-hmm. and just go and ride her and see what happens, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. if she's, like, uncontrollable because her friend isn't there, if she tries to lock, latch herself onto another horse that's there, because mm-hmm. she's three, so she's still a baby and she wants to be with someone all the time, yeah. you know? sure. Which I understand, but at what point do you go, okay, like, now we have to separate you because you're getting too attached, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... So we'll see. So I'm like, okay, hopefully I can, you know, get some work done and we'll see what happens if she calms down, you know, or if she even freaks out to begin with. Who knows? So, like, we show up to the arena. We go in there. There's one other girl who looks like she's, like, maybe 17 or so, you know, give or take. Mm -hmm. And she's riding her horse in there who is very well behaved and very well trained because, you know, that's that's the situation, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I go in there, and I'm just kind of like, okay, like, we'll be fine. And she wasn't as freaked out about the arena as the first time we went there, because then she's like, oh, I've been here before, we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, Which, that isn't an issue, which that I was kind of worried about, because sometimes, like, horses can, you take them into a new area, and they just won't calm down, you know? Oh, okay. Because uh, they're like, I don't know where I am, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, her, she calms down fairly easily and that sort of thing. And so I was like, okay, so we should be okay. And then like, as I'm lunging her, she just starts screaming, you know? And I'm like, what in the hell? You know, like, oh God, you know? And so I'm like talking to this girl who's like, you know, half my age. And I'm like, sorry, you know, she's three. Like, I'm going to try and keep her calm and quiet, but I can't guarantee anything because we're still training, you know? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I've had it happen, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, like, it still doesn't make it less embarrassing, you know? Yeah. And there's, like, multiple pe- This is a big place, right? So, like, on the other side of the arena, there's, like, multiple stalls. I'm talking probably at least 30, oh, wow. maybe. Like, so there's a lot of horses on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the girl goes out with her horse, and Ahsoka kind of like, ah! you know, like, where's my friend going? It's yeah. like, you haven't even met your friend. Like, yeah. ignore that, you know? And then the, she came back a little bit later and then left again. You know, she's kind of going back and forth doing whatever. And um, just the whole time, whether the horse was in or out or whatever, didn't matter. There was, like, certain parts of the arena where we'd walk to where she wouldn't be able to see anybody and just scream, like, and it was the whole hour that we were there just, like, every minute or so, just, wah, you know, it's like, oh, my God, and I'm like, no, you know, like, will you quit it, you know, like, this is not a life or death situation, you know, Mm. like, will you pay attention, and she did pretty well as far as, like, you know, we're working on steering and all that sort of stuff because she's not that coordinated yet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but so like all of that she did pretty well on, but she just was screaming the whole time she was doing it. Like she was still listening, mm-hmm. but 
yelling about it the whole time. And I was just like, oh my God, you asshole. You know, like, shut sucks. up. You know, yeah. like, and there's like a bunch of people there, you know, taking care of their horses and none of the other horses are answering her. You know, because okay. a lot of times what they'll do is they'll be like, where are you? And then somebody else will be like, I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, where is everybody? And nobody was answering because they're like, I, we've seen these 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 ones before. We're just yeah. going to ignore this, you know. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, whatever, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was interesting. So we're going to have to do that a few more times to hopefully you know, calm down the screaming aspect yeah, of it, because it's uh, loud, you know, and she's, like, full-on bellowing, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna die! It's yeah, like, I wonder what she's fine. saying, you know? It's probably, I mean, with horses and stuff, it's definitely, especially when you take them to a new place, they'll, like, holler, and, like, even that's the first couple days that I took Toby to our house, like, there was no other horses around, it didn't matter, he was just, like, yelling about it, going, where is everybody?! where am I? You know, yeah. like, is there anybody near me? You know, yeah. somebody respond, please. You know, because um, we didn't have any other horses at that, or I didn't have Ahsoka at that point, and yeah. he was by himself. So, um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> but uh, he, a couple days, he calmed down. So I'm hoping that within a couple of times of taking her out by herself, she'll just like chill out. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and she's a three-year-old and kind of an idiot still yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. know working on it <laughs> oh, she sounds so cute she's very cute she's just a doofus you know? yeah. <laughs> she doesn't quite realize her size yet mm-hmm. and like doesn't she's just a little socially awkward still you know constantly in Toby's face going hey we're best friends and he's like will you get out of my bubble you know like (laughs) you can hang out here fine but leave me alone you know holy cow you know so all that being said they get along very well which is good Mm -hmm. but still you know yeah (laughs) three-year-olds are different than 17 year olds you know yes yes so Uh, well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgitsandaspotspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspots at Supernatural Podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Asput moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.